0: It just occurred to me because Jules said Azure, which is a blue color. You know, Microsoft has their cloud service, which is called Azure, which is called Azure. And it's because clouds are blue. I mean, the sky is blue. So that's amazing.
1: You know, there was a time when the fall season meant interesting new TV shows. Also, do you remember when pumpkin spice lattes weren't so much of a thing? And how about when the weather used to turn cold? Well, the only thing that happened past September 1 this year in our world was the Apple event. Well, we've got lots to look forward to through the holidays, including five cameras on the back of a Nokia phone, a four-digit Snapdragon for bonafide computers, and Fortnite crossplay across Android devices, no thanks to Sony. Oh yeah, and then there's that iPhone again. Well, all that and more as we settle in for another show. It's the Pocketnow Weekly on this day, Friday, the 7th of September, 2018, episode number 321, brought to you by Now and XDA developers, from smartphones to tablets to wearables and so much more stuff you've dreamed of having since you were a kid. Let's get talking about all of that stuff. I'm, of course, your host for the weekly. It's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? And we also have in the panel today, Brandon Miniman, the king of Prussia. Good day, sir.
0: Hi. Hey, uh, Josh. Here on the East Coast, we refer to pumpkin spice lattes, and Jules will know this as PSL. Mm, oh, yeah. I believe we do well, as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I refer to PSL as Port St. Lucie, and down <laughs> in Florida, where my one of my dear friends lives, and
1: uh, it's it's a fun place, actually. I I don't really I, okay. Clearly, I make my own coffee, and I don't go to Starbucks, but. I have been to Starbucks uh, when someone goes up to the counter and says, I'll have a PSL. And I, <laughs> I just, oh, it, it, the cringe, the cringe just happens. It's that, it's that specific lilt and lisp that goes along <laughs> with it, that really... Kill exactly. Uh, unfortunately for Jaime Rivera, who is scheduled to be on today's show, he's having a couple of issues, but he'll probably pop in at some point. But after Jaime, we have, of course, our man in the producers' booth, Jules Wong. In the it says here, our princely producer Jules Wong in the castle. Well, I mean, that,
2: that's because like I had the whole thing because Jaime Rivera was supposed to be the true king of yeah, queens, that's and true. then there's the king of Prussia in reference to the Philadelphia area, and then like I couldn't really come up with anything except for princely castle things so like (laughs) that really fell apart
1: if he's the if he's the king and i'm like the host because i don't have a designation here on the script would that make me the jester (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're the jack of all spades man ah well there you go All right, we have a lot of news, as always, this week. And, of course, we're going to talk about the iPhones, but that's going to be a little bit later. Let's start off with the other phone that everyone is clamoring for right now, potentially the one that has had the most leaks recently, the Google Pixel 3. Now, we already have a bunch of stories over at Pocketnow.com talking about how the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3 XL may or may not have notches or anything like that. But with the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3 XL, there is actually a YouTuber right now who has been just waxing poetic about the pixel, the notch, and just how much he really dislikes it. And uh, while there is speculation right now as to whether or not Google is actually trolling us, one thing is for certain with this particular YouTuber, Google contacted him and said, we would like to use a clip of yours uh, for a future, let's say, thing. Uh, So with this in mind, we have the Google Pixel 3 coming up right after, well, potentially right after the iPhone XS, if that's what it's going to be called. Um, Notches, no notches, the fact that Google contacted this YouTuber, how do we all feel about this development that just occurred? All right, so uh,
2: just for more context here, we are talking about this um, YouTuber, it's front page tech, and he has had a Mm -hmm. serious rap against the notches every time a leak pulled up. Uh, showing off that notch. He's been railing against it. I mean, he rails against a lot of things and uses a lot of clickbait anyway. So, I mean, that's his kind of style. Nothing against him. But it's like, you know, why would you, Google, choose, uh, from your hardware team, choose uh, this little clip that you might want to use from someone who's clearly anti-notch, who's clearly anti-Pixel 3 XL, based on the leaks we've seen, and, um, you know, incorporate others who have had a similar... Uh, kind of dislike, distrust, this hate, well, actual yeah. full-on hate, on <laughs> this design aspect. So, yeah. uh, could it be that there is a no-notch device that this, um, these devices that you've been seeing out in the real world are actually Decoys. fake, or actually not the final product, or actually not representative of what the 3XL actually is? Or, could it be that... You're going to prove a point with that notch saying that just as w- with the iPhone 10, as with Apple, that there is something useful that you can do. Because I don't think that point has been made really strongly in most of uh, Android land's case, because for the most part, it's just been notch for notch steak that the iPhone 10 has this premium, this thousand dollar design. And all of these emulations are just to I don't know, get get that dollar price up, that that dollar sign, that really good
1: prestigey kind of feeling going on. <laughs> yeah, Brendan, you had a couple I feel like you had a couple thoughts coming in.
0: Yeah, um I don't think that these phones with the notch are fake. In fact, I'm trying to think back to whether this has ever happened before where a company puts fake devices in the field to throw off people. iPhone and-
3: 5. iPhone 5. It was, it was almost clear that the design of the iPhone 6 was going to be the design of the iPhone 5 and apparently something delayed them um, and uh, that's why we ended up with the design that we had for the 5 and the 5S. That's the last time that I remember something like that.
1: Hey everyone. How, how's everything? <laughs> Jaime is here, as Jules said, king, the king of Queens, but he's back in Queens after uh, being horribly jet lagged, yet full of Curry versed. Oh my God, that Curry worst <laughs> and that wine was so bad. And <laughs> that beer. But anyway, Brandon, go ahead and finish with that real quick.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there have been cases where companies f- uh, leak phones on purpose to generate buzz. I mean, there's I can remember a few companies, HTC would do that a lot, for example. Um, They would literally send pictures of a device to a publisher or an influencer for them to leak it online to get the conversation going about that phone well in advance of its release. Um, Mm. But um, besides that and the Apple thing, um, there haven't been many cases where where a phone company has released a fake phone into the field because that messes up the whole PR marketing narrative and let's um, ha- create certain expectations of the phone. Mm. S- so I don't think, the, I think there is a notch, and I don't think it's. You know. Well,
1: the, the, uh, the fact that Google's hardware team is trying to source a clip from this YouTuber can, can point to two things for me. And it's the same exact thing, just in two different sides of the coin. Number one, it's either going to be a clip that they're going to use in a video package. Google and Samsung do this, where they get influencer slash YouTuber clips to illustrate a point. And that point could be hey, look you thought it was going to be a notch and you hated it, but it's not. Or you thought it was going to be a notch and you're right. Take a look at at this
3: one. I don't know. Uh, That's got to be the most horrible notch design ever. That's got to be the most horrible uh, chin design ever where the speakers are not symmetrical like they are currently with the Pixel 2 XL. But uh, I think asymmetrical is something very common lately with the whole notch design anyways. I feel that it has to serve a purpose. Um, I just... If you've been following the daily, uh, part of my argument is if I I bought a $2,000 Pixel 2 XL, it's not because I bought a phone. It's because I know what I bought. And so I just don't understand how it's been found on the subway in Canada or it's been (laughs) left on a lift and somebody didn't just go ballistic. I mean some hot publication must have already bought that thing and made crazy amounts of leaks about it i mean we've we've seen it for so long uh people buying you know these like uh dummy phones from iphones uh to publish content on them so why 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 is there so little buzz there is buzz but not as much as i would expect from a product so hot i guess
2: well, I've been talking with some of my reporting sources and uh, some of my colleagues in the industry, and they've been talking about how, oh, these leaks. This guy that actually offered up, like he was from Ukraine or something, uh, he was actually offering up these uh, uh, phones that were in that shipping container full of Pixel Three XLs. Oh um, you know, to these publications, and they kind of, you know, passed on that. The publications passed on that. Uh, it went several weeks went by before the next big kind of leak happened based off of that shipment
3: so um, but, but this would make any some... they wouldn't ma- this would make any small publication or small youtubers so big uh so that's the reason why it's like fine the large publications turned it down because of the iphone 4 story and how this got back to gizmodo back in the day i get that yep but then there are so many i mean i think about it the, who would never season... be
2: able to get into that google event anyways
3: exactly Exactly. Or, like, to
2: achieve relationships like that. Yeah, totally. I understand. Yeah. Exactly. So, it definitely does make sense. Um, and we've been trying to get with uh, PR with Google uh, to see if they have any more room with uh, that October 9 event in New York. I mean, we're going to be there anyways because we're just close by. So, it's <laughs> like if we're not going to congregate there for um, f- like the actual event, we're just going to be there for fun. So, yeah, I no, mean, no worries about It's that.
1: your move, Google. It's your move. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, from Google, we're going to move on to the competitor and uh, a little bit of talk about Apple, but we're going to get more a bit later into the iPhone in particular. Right now, we're talking about the Apple Watch. Um, Okay. So here's the thing. Apple is the usual leader when it comes to smart watches, uh, and they continue to be the dominant one with 41% of the market share. But apparently, Samsung and Fossil have kind of fallen off. And um, in their place are competitors like Fitbit uh, with their Versa, uh, which we'll talk about in a second, but apparently, even though they have 41% of the market share, a lot of users are trying to save a little bit of money uh, by getting an Apple Watch without water resistance, without GPS, without cellular capabilities. And in that case, they're springing for the Series 1 unit. After all, this is a pretty expensive watch. Are there any Apple Watch users in our panel right now?
3: Me. Do no, right? Don't yeah. buy that thing. Oh my God. like The, the first generation Apple Watch was the worst. Um... The, it's a composite, and I apologize for the phone. I can't turn that off, and it's a spam call. that a landline? Call. God, I hate that. Like, It's the worst because I know it's a spam call. You have been selected for a new car. Uh, but I it's love like, talking to those guys. No, I don't because they're all machines, man. What conversations do you have? We go back to the uh, I, whole I, AI conversation that we had this morning, by the
0: way. Well, I, I, like, I talk to the real people in the call centers, and we have a nice conversation.
3: Well, here's the thing. So the first-generation Apple Watch had a slimmer screen. It had... I, like, I have it right there. I wish I I wish I wish could bring it... Uh, like, the composite back was... Uh, it, everything would scratch up so badly. And then the aluminum, because of the 7000 series uh, alloy, or whatever that would be, it oxidates in such a horrible way that the watch will not last you more than a year. And mm-hmm. let alone... I'm just talking about the exterior oh my god the the apps don't work (laughs) like every time that i that i get people i'm like literally for a hundred dollars go for a series three like if you're gonna buy an apple watch like listen for that amount of money go buy a garmin phoenix or something like that you could probably get like the glass version for for a lot less money if you're serious about fitness the apple watch series three would be like the good it's good enough for fitness But the Series 1 is not good for anything. It barely tells the time if it didn't hang. Oh, and it takes like five minutes to boot.
0: It is (laughs) slow. I have
1: it's top of the list right now, I you know, and this whole price disparity thing when it comes to smartwatches interests me because my brother is the kind of person who buys $4,000, he only has two, by the way, $4,000 watches that are automatic and they're, like, really high-end. They're timepieces, right? And people are wanting to, like, get the price of smartwatches down when, when you think about it, even a $4,000 timepiece doesn't have the same amount of stuff that a smartwatch has. With, so why are we all griping so much about the price of a smartwatch? With the difference that my dad has
3: a, 30-year-old Rolex that still ticks, whereas Mm. what guarantee do we have? Just think about the amount, like the two or three people, the two or three celebrities that bought the $17,000 Apple Watch (laughs) edition, that gold watch. Like, what do you get for $17,000? You get get a class
1: in college.
3: (laughs) (laughs) God. It's, it's just ridiculous. Like, I wouldn't pay that much amount of money for tech because of planned obsolescence. If there yeah. was a, if there was such a thing where it's like it's $17,000, but then we guarantee that that hardware will be taken care of for 10 years or more, then fine. Okay, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I, I would totally do it, but not, not uh, or they're going to swap the internals or give me another golden replacement two years, three years down the line if anything happens to that thing. But otherwise, I wouldn't.
0: And mm. let's not forget that that four or $5,000 Rolex will actually appreciate in value. Exactly. <laughs> whereas the technology one depreciates tremendously, exactly. almost down to zero at some point. Exactly. That's fair. Just think yeah. about
3: the differences in capabilities between Series 1 and Series 3. First of all, apps actually load on Series 3 where they don't on Series 1. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, Brandon, I feel like I interrupted one of your thoughts earlier. I just want to be sure that you... Uh be able to say it before we move on to our next topic.
0: Oh, the thing I was going to say is I actually have a Series One, and I agree with everything Jaime says. <laughs> Jaime, Jaime do they still make the sport version of the Apple Watch? Yeah, yeah, they do. I got, I had both the stainless steel and the sport version of Series One, and my stainless steel got destroyed just by wearing it like yours. Uh, but the sport version's super interesting because it's really lightweight compared to the to the it, regular. It is
3: really lightweight, but again, it scratches horribly i mean just watch my after the buzz video i think our after the buzz of that series one i was just so disappointed because i actually bought the watch it wasn't a review unit i actually paid for it and i am just so (laughs) i i have never felt so bad about throwing away 350 bucks in my no 400 dollars in my life like ever it's such Mm. a bad investment back in the day it's cheaper
1: now but it's still bad well, I mean, if there's one thing that's clear, like you know, props to the, the industry, I mean, with the Apple Watch, we have a lot more competition. A lot of great smartwatches have been coming out and even just other wearables in general. I mean, the Fitbit Versa is on the list. And I'm not surprised personally to see that Xiaomi's uh, subsidiary Fit, Xiaomi in general, to be honest, is third when you have people buying up things like this Mi Band 3 like crazy right now. So, yeah. I mean, the Mi Band, if you've never tried it out, I, I would highly recommend it. But it's the price tag
3: um, as well. Josh. That too. That,
1: just, well, that's part of the reason why. God. Yeah,
3: exactly. Xiaomi this is, is by the way.
1: <laughs> by the way, this is a great uh, sleep tracker. Let me just uh put that out there for a sec. Yeah, um in any case, um we are going to get into some processor talk as well. As Snapdragon uh is going to hit the 1000 mark apparently. Uh Qualcomm's latest SoC has been benchmarked allegedly uh over on Geekbench and it looks like it's getting some pretty amazing scores. Um, And what we see here is that the device it was tested on was an Android 9, Android Pi device at 6 gigabytes of RAM, and it scored over 10,000. But there is another score here uh, that is available if you scroll down as well on that particular uh, story on Pocketnow.com. So
2: that's the Geekbench uh, Mm -hmm. benchmark here, and a single-core, 3,700, and the multi-core score, which is 10,500, I believe. Uh, The general areas that we are dealing with for the 845, are just under nine thousand or something like that. Uh, so no Vegeta crushing the the power meter there. But um, <laughs> this is kind of a uh, this is kind of amazing. And there has been questions as to whether or not this would be a competitor in Intel or against Intel with the U series chips that they have for uh, Intel Core i fives, i threes, i sevens, and whatnot. Um, so this is what might be termed the snapdragon 1000 there's also another uh yep, model that go. is out the 8180 which we're not sure what that would uh, refer to exactly just yet um and uh this but that well, one's in a windows home machine
1: that's the yeah that's the interesting part
2: well uh, okay maybe maybe i could be wrong on this because i'm Geekbench uh, geek Mench could be measuring android to android and windows to windows so uh, these numbers could be uh, differing just a little
3: bit here. No, no, not, 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 much o- much. not only that, like the architecture is completely different. Like uh, ARM chips are RISC processors, I believe, and RISC actually stands for something. And uh, a desktop processor is a completely different ballgame. The fact that uh, Windows 10 was emulated to run on a Snapdragon 835 and now the 850, which, by the way, thank you, Jules, for the heads up while, I, while we were at EFA because I was able to play with the Lenovo 850 variant. Um, but it still is an emulation. It's not really, it is Windows, but it's not Windows to a certain degree.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. reduced yeah. instruction set computer is a
3: risk. And uh, then you have the full complex instruction set computer. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's a, an ARM-based processor is one thing. And so even if the metrics are huge, even if it's a 7-nanometer chip in the case of what Huawei is coming up with and the rumors of the iPhone, it is still an ARM chip it's not yeah. a full blown uh
1: you know like the other ones yeah and you know what i just i just look at this and i see snapdragon 1000 you know it, it i'm i'm more of an existential type uh, when it comes to tech i i remember when it was the s4 pro yeah <laughs> oh, snapdragons yeah. were so uh, old man no
3: no but i ha- i have to say i have to, i have to say like i am just uh, you know i've i've been using the note 9 uh since it's since it launched i'm just I'm so happy with what the 845 has done for this year. Uh, I think that the mm. last time I was so happy with a, you know the performance of a processor was the Snapdragon 800 with the Galaxy Note 3. That was such a good processor, great battery life. But then every single processor that came after it lacked something, either battery life or heating issues with the 810, yada, yada, yada. And it's just, it's not
1: until like the 835 was good, but the 845 is so much better. Yeah, and just just imagine what's going to happen if they keep that momentum up for a (laughs) four-digit Snapdragon (laughs) processor. I can't even believe that we're here now. You know, 1,000 is just going to keep going up from there. Um, Any thoughts on this new processor, Brandon? Um,
0: Yeah, it's interesting because uh, the 800, I agree, was a great processor. The 801 was cool. The 810 was a complete disaster because of the overheating issues. But then It went they... from cool to hot, right? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then it went back to cool with the 820, 821. The 835 was fantastic. The 845 has been really great in terms of battery life and performance. Um, so I'm really excited for the 1000 as long as it's coming into a phone, something mm-hmm. I can use yeah. all the time.
3: By the way, yeah. Josh, I have my tea.
1: nice i'm on coffee this morning it's see for the rest of you it's the afternoon for me it's still the morning Mm. Mm. (laughs) uh all right so moving forward to uh even more speculation over a new nokia device okay so we have been we have been hearing at least uh rumors and we saw a render of a nokia branded phone that had five cameras but now it looks like we actually got a real picture of now, that Zeiss logo is telling, but it is in the middle of this pentagonal shape where you have five cameras, a sensor, and a flash.
0: Wait a uh, second. There's not five cameras there. Why does everyone keep saying that? Let's count the lenses. There's not five. Yeah. Count them. What are you
1: them. talking about that? One, two, three, four, five. And then you have the flash on the left of the Zeiss, and then the, to the right of the Zeiss is some sort of sensor.
0: It uh, might the, be the,
1: the laser autofocus, probably.
0: Oh, the one on the right is not a lens. Okay, there um, are five. That, might, it that must
3: be a Photoshop
1: issue as well. That's true. I mean, look at this thing, though. Like, like it does look it does look doctored, and you know, you never know. Perhaps there's a dual camera there. Um, uh, so this is what I think happened here. You have two cameras above and below the Zeiss logo, and then you have the two on the side, and someone just copied and pasted more underneath. It just it looks
3: so weird. It looks like you know, (laughs) it looks like acne, honestly, on on like a cheek or something (laughs) like that. It's so
1: weird. I mean, how many, we've had this conversation a number of times already, um, how many cameras is too much? And like, this configuration doesn't even quite make sense to me, (laughs) like in general to begin with.
3: Um, Speaking of camera mounts, I am waiting for a package, and that package might arrive during the podcast, so maybe we will have a live unboxing if FedEx gets it Oh, okay. That'd be awesome. Because it has to be here in 20 minutes, and it's a phone with a lot of cameras. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
0: <laughs> mm, that's interesting but, le-
1: but take a look at this like okay what would all these lenses even be for like according to this article according to our article i should say uh there will apparently be one for telephoto one for black and white color and then blur in addition to multi-lens pixel synthesis capabilities it's just like there's so many things each one's multi-lens one
3: pixel synthesis God, <laughs> man, that sounded so scientific i'm impressed <laughs> Well,
1: Pure uh, PureView uh, is now under the HMD uh, umbrella, so something's going to happen with the new camera. Whether or not it's a bunch of lenses, who knows, but something's going to happen.
3: Here's the thing. Um, I think Nokia, I, I love the way Nicole Scott pointed it out in a podcast that we did with Miriam uh, recently. Um, where I haven't you,
1: seen her in forever.
3: I haven't seen Miriam in forever, but I'm actually going to be in her podcast soon. And we record tomorrow, <laughs> so that's going to be great. Uh, yeah. But but in the case of uh, it's just Nokia has like completely revitalized with the whole HMD approach, beautiful yep. design, Android One, no complications. They're focusing on beautiful hardware, and now that they have the patents to bring back great photography, this is literally all that Nokia was missing to start making a dent and so i'm really looking forward to what they come up with i like i i don't really care i feel that nokia deserves more exposure here in the united states And I'm one of those people that I'm like, you know, I already talked to their PR. Like, whenever you guys have stuff for the U.S., you guys let me know. Starting with that banana phone. If if you can't send me the banana phone first, I'm not willing to test anything else that you have. The banana phone begins because my favorite movie of all time is The Matrix. And I spent years wanting to (laughs) afford that banana phone that I couldn't buy back in the day because I was broke AF. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well we'll see what nokia has coming down the pipe and oh, like if man. it is if it is a pentalens i can't believe i'm saying that word penta lens. why would we even oh my goodness think about in it. any case think about it why it's the, not
2: it's the summon the peer view uh uh devil from but, but, but think about the about seance it. Why phone
3: not? i just i just think that from an engineering perspective it's probably not possible if you want to fit things like a battery unless that phone is like really thick because of all those sensors being matched up uh, plus, you know, it, it's just not going to be a small phone.
1: Oh no, it's going to be five. It's going to be five lenses with a one thousand milliamp hour battery. God. Think with two C's. <laughs> it, it'll, oh yeah, Thick with two C's.
3: It'll need like a battery. Like you know, you remember the G, the LG G five, which had that ah, like, uh, magic
2: slot. Oh that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yuck! I still
1: have For that sure. magic
0: slot. What do you mean <laughs> yuck? That phone was not that ugly. Remember the build quality issues? There was like a seam that, Hell like, oh, who would,
1: cares? But, but you it know, it was fine. But that, you phone, know. <laughs> that phone introduced the wide angle. That's all that mattered.
3: Exactly. <laughs> and and bear in mind, uh, for those of you, you weren't at the briefing, but I was in, uh, Josh and I were in like the very early briefing in Barcelona. And the prototypes that they had there were not sharp in the corners. Like, they were yeah, well they built. They had issues with like the final manufacturing of the phone, but not the prototypes. The prototypes were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, so maybe one of the carriers that a pentalensed Nokia would appear on in the U.S. would be Sprint. But if perhaps. that's not enough, oh, perhaps no. you never know. Oh, I'm, tr- I'm working on the segues, man, all right?
3: <laughs> oh, no.
2: I mean, we could all dream. We could all you know, imagine this fanciful landscape full of phones that every single carrier in the world can have. But you know what? I think I prefer Sprint. to live in reality. <laughs> Uh, sprint God.
1: you know what that I, that, I, I that answers ex- the question I,
3: I came here expecting a serious conversation and i get you guys
2: like really
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back uh, are not you glad that we're getting promoted on the daily <laughs> I, I i was uh, I, I was going to ask uh, like halfway into this story does anyone here even use or like sprint i got my answer already um uh, i have sprints and i have this plan <laughs> So my problem
3: well, my problem with Sprint is not their service. My sister uses Sprint, and she's happy with them. Um, my problem, and they've got like good deals, like I, their iPhone Forever Planner, their Galaxy Forever Planner, where you can get a new phone every year and stuff. Oh, that's great. My yeah, problem yeah. is just having to slip. A, you know, I, I live in a, you know, I, I my day job is testing phones, and I can't have a phone that's stuck on one carrier. Oh, yeah. No, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. my issue, too. You know, so that's sure. that's, I have my, a Project 5 that's, that's my biggest problem. But other than that, whenever I'm on five, for example, I've noticed that most of the time here in New York, I'm connected to Sprint and it's fine.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. maybe being locked to one carrier is one big issue, but Sprint is trying their best to make it as <laughs> they're trying to incentivize is crazy. Um, but what they're adding in on top of their unlimited talk text and full speed data, uh, take that for uh, what you will. Um, you will also get a free title premium membership, a free Hulu limited commercial subscription, and even an Amazon Prime subscription. Now, now I will say this: being a Prime member, oh, and God. yes, that is it's such a pretentious way of putting it, but being a Prime <laughs> member, um, I looked up because I remember Prime going up in price, and I was very sad about it. I still pay so for I went... it.
3: I don't care. It is so worth it. <laughs> it is so it. <laughs> so. Just to give you an idea, I broke my Gorilla Pod right now on on the trip to on the trip to Berlin, and so. Brandon has an extra gorilla pod and, it, and I was like, shoot, if you wanted to overnight a package this big, it would be sixty, seventy bucks, if not more, just to overnight this, which is the price of the Gorilla Pod, and it just it was just three dollars to get it here the next day.
1: Hmm.
0: And in, yeah. in in the near in the not too distant future, you'll be able to get it within thirty minutes with a drone. Can you imagine? Oh that? Oh my God! Yeah, I'll probably oh, yeah, keep the drone definitely. as well. But yeah, <laughs> just grab it out of the air. Yeah, and it like is, this is Come mine now. Come over here. <laughs>
1: well, the Amazon Prime membership every year is I think it's sixty dollars, but every month it's twelve ninety nine. No, every, every 120 year is uh, one hundred and twenty. Where did I see 59? Maybe that's the student one. Maybe that's Amazon student. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that could be a student. I, yeah.
3: I need a student. I'm going to call my son for him to give me a student ID. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Leech off of him. Oh, yeah. But like when you put all of the costs together, I mean, a $90 sprint monthly with all of these services in it. Like, is this I use Hulu. I use Amazon Prime. I've never used Tidal before, but I, I could. Um, like, would is this enough to, like, get people in the door? I spent, there's uh, 50 gigabytes
2: of LTE data for Hotspot. Like, I true? rely on that. Oh, OK.
1: That's dude, OK. Dude, okay like, like,
3: like, for me, the deal is sweet. Uh, and if you think about it, the thing about Amazon Prime is it's not just one person. You can have two people on the same Prime account. Uh, so, you know, that's when it starts stacking up if you do the math.
2: Yeah, you go to Whole Foods, you save 20% or something, and then you got, like, Amazon
3: Music. Yes, you're saying it right there. Too I, real. I, I need to start, start doing Whole Foods. I totally forgot about that. Definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, but... It's
1: hard to remember because you have to go into, like, the cart or something in the Amazon app, and then there's the code.
3: Yeah, like, but, yeah, but like remember. but like you get those benefits. Like I'm I'm seriously just you, talking about a competitor. Uh, I was not really much of a fan of T-Mobile until I did this video of the of the Note Nine versus the iPhone Ten and data speeds, and I just realized how good T-Mobile has become. Has become. <laughs> bear in mind, I'm using that phrase, but it's just one of those things where you fly on Delta, for example, and if you're a T-Mobile customer, you get unlimited internet. Yeah, the gogo go go. I'm like, you know, it's those kinds of things that make me want to. I I wouldn't. Bring an AT and T SIM card close to a plane anymore because of things like that. So these Adam- T
0: Mobile used to have, they used to have, I think, free ten gigs of data if you bought a tap used a tablet yeah. through them. Remember that? That yeah. was amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. These and little s-
2: deals all the time.
0: Exactly. And so <laughs> you know, for me, it's it's oh, and then you get
3: unlimited roaming, which is which is yeah. on its it's terrible because of the speed, but you don't care. At least it could serve for messaging. And so. And they just start getting uh, LTE roaming passes, anyways. Which, and
2: also, like, like we're forgetting about T-Mobile Tuesdays and the whole thing with that. Like, they give out free, you know, I think, discounted. I think they want pizza, everybody to. For-
3: I think they want everybody to forget about that because I haven't heard about it again. <laughs> uh, but going back well, to the topic, no, they've of been sprint.
2: doing it. Well, to be fair, they've been doing it every week, and the start of it was pretty, you know, chaotic, and they weren't able to serve everyone because of the overwhelming demand. But they've since, you know, Shoot. have fallen into a rhythm. so let me, let me everything is more normal
3: let me download i, 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 totally I just love it and i'm not in honduras <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i just love it a, a story about sprint turned into a t-mobile love fest there's a lot to love
3: from me soon aren't they
1: well yeah uh, um
3: I, that's, potentially that's fair yeah. enough,
1: potentially
2: but i mean there's a lot more to love than at t or verizon individually so hey
3: yeah,
1: yeah. definitely fair, yeah. fair enough fair enough well, speaking of things that we're not really big fans of, uh, Bixby, and uh, <laughs> just so much shade in this podcast. Okay, <laughs> Stop Google,
3: the damn thing. Behave, <laughs> gentlemen,
1: please. Oh boy, this is hilarious. Okay, in any case, is there there is isn't Brandon is the
2: actual da- like 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 the daddest of all because like he he's the wait is he the oldest or wait who's the oldest of this group? Oh, sure. don't are, bring are, don't bring this conversation. Who are we up. talking about? I'm about to get offended.
0: (laughs) I think
3: think Jaime's the oldest. Why are you asking this question? Of course, I'm older than you guys. Come on, man.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. I have I have made many bones about the Mm -hmm. Bigsby button, not because I actually am that big, not not because I'm that much of a hater of Mm -hmm. Bigsby. Like I see where its usages are. It's just I don't use it. That's the number one thing. (laughs) But the (laughs) Bigsby button should have been there. Should have been an option for it to be like the active key from the active line because you're able to program that as a shortcut well apparently the Bixby button itself might be getting an update and that update might eliminate Bixby <laughs> so there was a user out in uh, Germany uh, that was that went on like a Twitter rant uh, and, got, <laughs> and was basically saying I'm so sick of accidentally hitting this button and please Samsung de because that's uh for Germany please Don't do something mind. about this I do it all do the something either remap it or deactivate it um, please do something and as it turns out Samsung Deutschland said we are working on it deactivation of the Bixby button on the lock screen on lock screen take that take that for a grain of salt um, on lock screen should return until end of September um, so Bixby button how, how like we three three out of the four people on this panel use the note nine how many times a day do you hit that button uh
3: five. <laughs> Five yeah, and it's and it's every time that I like if I'm pulling the
1: phone out of my pocket or something. Um, oh, I've gotten used to pulling the phone out like this, rather than wow. on the sides. Lucky man. Because yeah, yeah. Lucky um, man. but yeah, the, the only time that I've had a real problem with the big C button is uh, the only time I get annoyed by it is when I'm trying to lower the volume. How about yeah? You know, it, that,
0: yeah. How about it gets super? It gets super awkward because, like, I'm like sometimes when I play a YouTube video, I max out the volume because I like I'm I'm listening to a Weezer cover Africa for the 50th time but then <laughs> but then I go then I go then I go to play another video and I'm like I'm like I'm like laying in bed and my like wife fell asleep and I go to play a video and it's so loud and I try to press volume down to to like save her from waking up and me having to sleep on the couch that night, but instead I hit the Bixby button <laughs> Man, that, and I never get to lower couch the must already have like this dent in the middle, like it's <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty much a, pretty pretty much a daily occurrence, you know. No, no. Well,
3: so, so my problem with Bixby really is, it's not just that it's optional. Like I did a video on Bixby, I think last year with the Note Eight. Look at this thing, damn it. Uh, and to be honest, there were a ton of things that I liked about Bixby, by the way, I'm, I'm currently almost done editing our review of the note nine, which is going to go live, uh, hopefully tonight. Um, and my argument in the review really is what happened. It was actually not a bad service. And lately it's gotten really bad, like really, really bad. Like it, it can't even respond to you naturally anymore. It never Hmm. gets things right. And in the past, what I liked about Bixby was you can enable Bixby Labs, and so it actually learned things, or you can program commands, but lately it's become both sluggish, mechanical, and like if I tell it, uh, set my screen to not turn, I didn't have to say specific commands for it to understand, like screen timeout. I would just, don't let my screen turn off in 10 minutes, something like that, and it would do that. Now it doesn't do that. Now you have to say a specific command or you're effed.
0: Do you think that Bixby hasn't gotten better quickly enough, or are you just comparing it to like Google Assistant? No, no, no. That is I'm, really... I'm
3: comparing it like I actually use this thing. Like I actually liked waking up in the morning and being like, hey, whatever, good morning. And so with the good morning command, it would automatically, you know, give me the weather. It would give me the news. Uh, it would give me a ton of stuff that I cared about, you know, early in the morning or good night. It would set my alarms. I would love those kinds of commands. I actively used it, and it's gotten mm. worse. Yeah,
1: I I it I can't get that, any.
2: like all other assistants actually have that kind of yeah. feature with the morning yeah, yeah. automation for exactly. me is
1: great. It's the it's the like if you're trying to get into a good mindset in the morning for me using the hey whatever good morning is is actually the worst thing because I'm so bad at calendaring that every morning I get you have no appointments today, <laughs> 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 which is a complete lie. But it's my fault. I'll if it, it's my fault. Um, okay, so before we get into our uh, mid-show break, uh, just a little bit of news for the gamers out there. Uh, Fortnite, I mean, for most people, that's all I have to say, and everyone gets excited. Uh, Fortnite on Android apparently is getting even better. Not only is it becoming out, or rather, supporting new devices, it also is getting a few new options. Uh, one quick... Feature that much that many many people really wanted is uh, the much needed voice chat function. Uh, so you can yell at the people that you're killing in uh, very vitriolic ways. Um, but of course, <laughs> but of course, Sony's still not allowing people on PS4. Uh, to cross-play with uh, gamers on other consoles or other platforms. Uh, but Xperia works. players are mixing in with iOS and Android cohorts, so that's great. Um, but, you know, Sony Sony is kind of in their walled garden still, unfortunately. The, it's the one kind of cross-play that Sony can't stop. I just wanted to make that point. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but in any case, for any of you Fortnite players out there, uh, it is getting better if you have a device that it was not supported on already. I'm not going to go through all of them, but your, your, your device might be supported by now. So all of the Xperia devices are actually getting it from the XZ to the XZS, XZ1 and XZ2, potentially the XZ3, which was just announced at IFA, which Jaime was able to take a look at. Yeah. Uh, so we have, uh, we have Fortnite getting its much needed updates. That, that,
3: XZ, that XZ3 is so cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it's so hard to say their names half the time
3: <laughs> believe it or not i actually like that phone like oh, I can't. are you
0: sure you want to go on a record saying that I, I mean? i'm not
3: gonna dude like you can watch my review of the xz2 and i'm like it's a nice phone but it's <laughs> like it looks obsolete uh and uh not the case here like it looks it looks like a pixel 2xl from the front it looks like an xperia xz2 from the back uh i like it that's okay. just me well i'll tell you why i didn't know that you became tony <laughs> uh, what, what do you mean <laughs> well you know what I, 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 I would have to change this for scotch <laughs> Which, by the way like tony just and like I, him. like tony and i No, tony has far better english than that but it's funny because every time we're together we talk to each other in russian accents so his fake <laughs> his fake name is is vladimir and i forget what mine is
1: <laughs> well you know what since we don't uh we actually don't have a mid-roll for this episode we don't have have a mid-break uh, with an ad read and whatnot. So why don't we just jump right into uh, a couple of check-ins real quick? I made some thoughts from IFA, some hot takes from uh, what is. Uh, I'm never going to be able to say what IFA stands for, but some hot takes from Berlin.
3: Inter- international fung- uh, whatever. <laughs> international
2: Funkausstellung
3: uh, Berlin. Do it, you do it, Jules. I can't
2: international Funka-Sterling Berlin. Thank you very uh, much, IFA uh, mentor Michael Fisher.
3: Ah. God. Out of all, out of all people, uh, no. It was great to hang out with Fisher. It was great to hang out with the group. Uh, kind of difficult because obviously I was there alone most of the time. I miss you, Jules. Like seriously. Uh,
2: <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, did you get at least take a few pictures up on the fun set turn? The oh, fun yeah. set turn,
3: I did, but there, it was all at night because I had a video to edit, so I had to be there <sighs> late. But uh, okay, so things that I liked about IFA. Um, it actually did a little more for mobile than previous shows. I like that BlackBerry used it as the show. I like that Honor had something. Uh, I liked that, uh, you know, Sony also did something. Uh, like, I, I, felt, that, like I yeah, felt that... Something. Like, I felt that Samsung... I felt that, you know, that Samsung wasn't really missing... I I wish that LG it was a
2: crazy year relatively speaking for an EFA mobile kind of thing. Like, I, like missed, we had I missed nine phones in the first like the we had a day minus 1 in addition to a day 0 at that show.
0: It was
3: it was weird and then LG came up with mid-rangeers uh for me honestly I, I think the highlights were the Axon 9 Pro uh, oh, yeah, mainly because mainly because uh, <laughs> fun fact, I had actually seen a, a very early prototype of that phone and I was like, why does it have to look like an iPhone? So these things, <laughs> if you can if you can move that away and you can focus on the fact that we get another phone with more refresh rate on the screen, uh, that the that the OLED is actually really good. Um, I feel that uh, like I can't wait to give it a try. I, if You move away from those things. You've also got the dual drivers on the audio. So that's great. But for me, honestly, like the coolest thing about IFA was that Nubia Alpha, like uh, oh. like like Brandon reached out to him and he's like, dude, go look for this thing. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, this was just announced and this and this and that. And I'm like, uh, but I, I just met with ZTE. And so I totally forgot that Nubia detached from ZTE operationally like four years ago. And so ZT yeah. still owns a little bit of it, but not but the company is separate. So I went to their booth. I wish I could have t- touched it. I know that it's not going to work. I know that it's going to suck. <laughs> but if they are but if they're bold enough to launch that thing, I'm willing to give it a try and
1: just prove how much it sucks while I still use it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and and it's still a concept that I would love to see happen because I remember way back in the day I did a I did a thing on the Wove band, and that was an e-paper bracelet. Okay. Which oh, cool. to me seemed like a perfect idea. I mean, I'm, I'm I was the Pebble user, so of course I love e-ink and e-paper. But, Definitely, I miss um, that. Yeah, so I mean, th- I would love to see like this full wraparound uh, concept happen, where most of it is a screen. So yeah, and I don't remember
2: uh, Neptune uh, that had like also had a camera. It was like Neptune the Pine, be the Pine. It was oh, trying man. to be the. You know, the full functioning smartphone on a watch, but it it retained that traditional watch form factor and didn't really,
3: well, or, well, it was supposed to like transform into different form factors or something. So so I feel that there were a lot of cool things that, uh, you know, probably don't fall in our scope, but they were still cool. Like that Project Thronos from Acer, Uh, Mm -hmm. that was like a really cool product. Uh, The Project Thronos, like that laptop with two screens from Asus. Uh, oh, it's yeah. funny because when, when I looked at it, I was like, eh, but then, you know, I actually started playing with it. And the whole concept is is not that stupid. It's actually it's, <laughs> if, I'm, if, I, if I'm if I'm if I'm going to have this like huge trackpad like I do on this MacBook Pro, might
1: as well add some functionality, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brandon had some thoughts about watches now that we're talking about um, what we saw at IFA uh, in terms of the Nubia Alpha, at least. But what, what, what did you want to talk about when it came to watches?
0: Yeah, so I have a very complicated relationship with watches, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure about Jules' history with smartwatches, but I know Josh and Jaime have used many and use them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, Uh-oh. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day when I I used smartwatches from the very beginning because it just made so much sense. Like, why should I have to pull my phone out of my pocket to action on a notification To read a message so smartwatch was perfect and then they brought dictation and scribble to smartwatches so that it just became easier and easier to do text input and so it was great because like I left my phone in my pocket most of the time and phones were getting bigger at that time and I just wore a wristwatch and the and the watches got longer with battery life so you would charge one time at night and it would take you through the whole day but then something changed I'm curious if you guys had a similar experience um I got Slack, and then I got Hangouts, then I got WeChat, and then I I started to have to use Facebook Messenger because uh, (laughs) Josh requires Facebook Messenger to talk to him, and then I got Inbox, and you know I was I was just doing something, driving or playing with my kids, and buzz 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 buzz, and it and then I thought like this is becoming a very push style situation yeah. where everything from my from my phone's going to my watch whereas i want it to be more of like a pull relationship where it's like okay i want to see if jaime has messaged me i'm going to go on slack and see what he's saying when i'm ready to do that and so i haven't worn a smartwatch in a very long time i used to wear a pebble because that was probably the least intrusive watch i like that one the original was so good and the, the it time, was so in good
3: the, in the time steel or whatever the name of it i'm one yeah, of yeah, the yeah. few people who have the two <laughs> Damn it, dude. Oh yeah, that wow. was a good, wow. lucky man. I actually have the Pebble
0: Time it is? Yeah, the Time. Mm-hmm. The that red one was the red one. I have the red one. Yeah. So what what kind of relationship do you guys have with your smartwatch? I'll I'll give
1: a I'll give a quick answer real quick. Go Sorry. go go. So I have the Mi Band 3 here, okay? And one of the reasons why I even moved from the Pebble to the Mi Band 3 is because the tools for the Mi Band are really robust. There's one particular feature that I love the most about it. There's a there's a certain setting in that app called Mi Band Tools where you can set notifications to come in. It'll vibrate based upon parameters that you give it. And that parameter is one simple word, Isa, <laughs> my girlfriend. No. So the only time this goes off is when I get a message from my girlfriend. So that, that, so that's cool. that level of customization that's cool. is exactly what I want out of a smartwatch where I can use it not as a place for me to do things with notifications, but as the filter for it. So oh, if it, so cool.
0: interesting, yeah, if it goes oh, off, that idea.
1: means I get the phone and I respond. Now, the, mm-hmm. the, the the thread of the different notifications that it should vibrate for has kind of grown over the years. It starts with Issa, and then after that, it's like, um, you know, mom, dad, um, you know, I think I put um, a couple of you guys on there at some point. But, you know, I'm making it, I'm making it, uh, <laughs> when I started here, I definitely put Jaime and Brandon there because I was like, we need but to talk yeah. about the podcast and like getting into, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in any case, yeah, I can change that thread anytime I want to only be notifications that I want. How about you, Jules?
2: Because I'm going to hijack it after that. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say that I used the LGG Watch R for a time. Oh, boy. And uh, it's still over here. The contacts... That was such uh, a cool watch, man. Yeah, yeah. Heavy-duty watch. Uh, I recently the most recent watch that i had after a long hiatus off because again those charging pins decayed was the lg watch sports the latest one uh out there i originally uh sent it uh, along with an lg g6 to adam dowd for his birthday and uh got the watch back because you know he wasn't using it and there was a reason why he wasn't using it and i could see why android wear 2.0 was uh um it shall sucks. we say, crap. It sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it I do want sucks. to, no- yeah, go ahead. And, and I have to knock something first. Though. Go, go uh, for it. But... Go for it, Jules. So uh, someone is actually in our super chat uh, on YouTube, oh. uh, gave a generous uh, little little portion, and it's Peter Hayton, longtime friend of the show, uh, who had a couple of questions about phones. So sorry to take it away here. Uh, do you think that any of the flagships we saw this year could actually compete in the market as interested as we are in them? So um, any of the more obscure types uh, that are not Samsung or Apple or.
1: Do we even have some confidence that the novelty phones will even work out? No, Uh, for one for one simple reason. You are using the phone right now, Jules, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the biggest problem with that phone, which could sell like crazy, is that it's missing not only the bands to be used in the U.S., but it's also not even available in the U.S. Availability (laughs) is the biggest hurdle.
3: Availability is everything.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes, mm-hmm.
3: yes, that's that's the problem. Uh, there are some really cool phones in China that technically work here, but they don't work here as they should.
1: Yeah, officially, as they and should, they're not. Yeah, as with they the should. Network. It's hard for but me anyways, to review the Poco phone because I can't even use it on LTE. So, yeah, I mean, if same, anyone's wondering same. where those where that coverage is, that's the reason why. Same,
3: um, but yeah. an, but anyways, going back to the topic of smartwatches. So here's the thing, Brandon. I. I have been a smartwatch user since the first-generation Pebble. It, back in the day, I was, like, really into fitness, and so I had to use this, like, chest strap in order to be able to calculate uh, my amount of, of calorie burn. And so for me to move from that to a smartwatch was great. It was great. Uh-huh. Uh, the problem is that they, you know, smartwatches aren't great. Uh, there is only one smartwatch that I would say gets it right, gets most of the essential things of a watch right, except looks, and it's the Apple Watch series. <laughs> it's the ugliest, worst smartwatch you could ever buy, from a visual perspective, but it's the most useful. It's uh, so one thing that I like about the concept of the Apple Watch is you can you can put on uh ba- you know rubber bands on it, go for a run and it's it's got a great gps i think the gps is as accurate as the phone it's that good the antenna wow uh, it's That's really great. good mm-hmm. um it's uh, it it's it does great power man- management when you're training you can actually run a full marathon and you'll be you'll be fine um and then uh, things like in the in the case of fitness like it was the only one that had its own built-in services so the biggest problem is like in the case of of android wear let's move over to android wear why why does android wear suck First of all, the operating system is just terrible. The notification services are terrible, uh, and then when it comes to fitness, like Google Fit is the worst. Uh, <laughs> there, it's just it's just the worst. Like it's it's got this mode for like sit-ups. I'm like I'm not gonna spend thirty minutes doing sit-ups, you moron. I, Jaime, I mean, you need a six pack. I, I right? want I want <laughs> modes like uh, weight training and the cycling. And, and I, I don't want a push up mode. Why? Just just <laughs> let me. Just why? It, it makes no sense. I'm like I'm like. Do you guys even train? Like do you guys uh, do you even, you even lift Google? Do you, do you even, even lift, lift? guys? <laughs> yeah, like it makes no sense. Then then when it comes to Samsung and, and so here's here's probably the most important segue of why smartwatches suck. The problem is like Google does something really good, which is like uh, like vo- like uh, walking navigation. If you oh, and the Apple Watch also does really good with that, but the problem with like the Galaxy, the, the gear watches, the Galaxy Watch for me, these are the better looking ones, these are the better material ones. But like, you, it's always this walled garden of it has to talk to Tizen or it has to talk to Google or it has to talk to the Apple Watch. And here's the thing like, companies like Apple, for example, or Samsung will not give you the same experience if there aren't apps written for it, so you'll get notifications like cropped up. But, like, if you want to interact with WhatsApp on the Apple Watch, forget it. It's It just doesn't work. Uh, it, it has some functionality, but it's really bad. It, it's like if they try to force companies to create apps for the watch. And, no, this is why why I love the original Pebble, because nobody had to create anything for it. It just worked. Like, notifications it's not, just it's worked. Not
0: like, it's not like they're trying to get companies to make watch apps. They are Wanting exactly companies to make watches
3: exactly exactly but it, you know for me I think that the I think that companies are going in the right direction when it comes to fitness in the fact that fine let's let's stop trying to reinvent the watch if we're not going to make a Rolex here let's try to make it a really good fitness machine but then uh, like third party apps get it wrong uh, with the exception of Nike on the Apple Watch and so we're going through this period where we this is like the fourth generation fifth generation of the of the smartwatch. And companies are still experimenting with so many things. So it's really hard for me to sit down and recommend them. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, yeah Like, yeah. I, I'm very clear to everybody, you don't need a smartwatch, you don't. It, it would be really cool if you got one because I like, for example, having one watch serve me for sleep tracking, yep. uh, having that same watch just swap the bands, use that watch as an elegant watch, and then swap the bands again and use it for training, but have it be just one watch. In in the current state of Android Wear, forget it. Like Wear OS, forget it. That is not the watch for you. The gal the Galaxy Watch is is close. It's just there a lot of the things in their in their software are just not the best for me. Honestly, the best one is still the Apple Watch, and I hate to say that. You got to look at you got to look at you got to
1: look at these watches from an ad hoc perspective because that's exactly why I stick with the Pebble and the Mi Bands for one particular reason: the strongest vibration motor, because this is what wakes me up in the morning. That's but all see, I care it, about. So like, see, That's
3: the thing. Have you ever used an Apple Watch?
1: No, of course not. <laughs> okay, so here's so
3: here's the problem. Here's the thing about it. It's not even a vibration motor. It's that taptic engine. It's like if it's touching your skin and nobody it's hears so the cool. vibration. It is it's so, so cool. Like ah. you know, So here's the thing. Everybody can hear this watch vibrate if I'm using a stainless steel band, the Galaxy Watch. But if I'm using the Apple Watch, it doesn't matter what band I use. Nobody can hear it. And the it's moment very that it, discreet. And the moment that it starts vibrating in the morning, like Awake. it's so good. Like yeah. it is so good. Like the stupid elemental things are gotten right by Apple.
1: Uh, I, I hate that you told me that because I never knew that about the Apple watch.
3: <laughs> God, it's it's the coolest ta- it's the coolest engine ever. And I'm telling you, I could use any Wear OS watch and I have them all. I can use any of the Galaxy watches and I have them all. And I will still drift back to the Apple Watch. And it's funny because people are like, wait a second, are you reviewing an Android phone and you're using an Apple Watch? I'm like, yes, if I'm at the gym, I will go back to my Apple Watch, sadly. Yeah, all John
2: right. Vega Velez on the YouTube chat. Oh. So, tell us how you really feel about smartwatches, Jaime.
3: <laughs> I feel, awesome. I, I feel that I want, I would love for another
1: company to get
3: them right. And one of the other yeah, one of the other yeah.
1: users said, uh, rip wearables <laughs> RIP, rip
3: wearables."
1: wearables. God, no, <laughs> I, I, bye I, Pebble, I, bye Pebble. Bye bye.
3: I wish that Samsung got it right because for me, Samsung does the best design. I just well, wish I just wish that they got the software better.
0: And the rotating oh, bezel is so good. Oh, yeah. Yes, no, that's then, always going to be cool. But,
3: but see, I, see. this is one thing that I loved about Michael Fisher's review of the first generation Apple Watch when he was still with us, where he was like, okay, this makes no sense. Like, why is it that I have to use the ro- the, the rotating crown on the Apple Watch, but then I have to interact with the screen? Mm. Why can't I use the rotating crown and just press the button, whereas this button serves for me to use Siri, which I'll never use, or to, or to launch an, an app launcher, which I will never care about? Like, it it makes all the sense in the world. Like, in the case of the rotating crown, I hate the fact that I have to rotate and then touch the screen. And the worst part about these watches is because of their power management being so bad, you have to use, even if there's an always-on screen, you can't really use it because it'll kill your battery quicker. And so you're walking around with this, like, switched-off, really smudged-out watch that looks terrible, and I hate that.
2: I think that we have very many unresolved issues from this discussion. (laughs) Yeah. So what (laughs) I think uh, we should do, what we should do is wait until uh, next week uh, because we have actually a special video podcast lined up for you next week. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, with the Qualcomm event that's happening on September 10th, uh, you, uh, Joshua, and Jaime are going to be there along with a couple of other guests, Danny Wingit and uh, I believe Anadom is that right? Oh, or, No, uh, no uh, John yeah.
1: Velasco actually. It's going to be me, John Jaime, John Velasco and Danny Wingit. Uh that's who I have that's who we have scheduled at least. Um but yeah, um this is one this is one of those awesome opportunities where I as JV and then Jaime as Jaime and Pocket now are going to an event together. And you yeah. know, so two different entities in a way kind of going. Um, but it's going to be
3: so cool because the last time there was a new processor for smartwatches was what was what 2 years ago. Yeah, almost three years ago. So I'm I'm really looking forward to see what we get here. Yeah, for sure.
0: Speaking of which, can I say one thing for forty two seconds? More like fourteen seconds.
2: Yeah, forty two. Ha- uh, split the difference, twenty eight. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all
0: right. Here, Jaime, Jaime, you were saying that the battery life on Wear devices is bad. If you have always on display on, right? Yeah. I found the secret to fixing that a long time ago. You Switch can keep it on. always keep no 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 keep it on, <laughs> but turn off tilt to wait. Oh, yes, because that's yes. using.
3: Yes, so I, I, always on display on, took to wake off. I, You'll go through the day. I tried that, Brandon. So we go back to we go back to the most elemental, basic thing. I, when I do this, I want to see the damn time. Like, well, you have always on display yes, turned on, but, so you but, see but, it. But it doesn't really like like. Or if I get a notification, I just I, I feel that companies should work harder on getting that right. And that's another that's another one of my gripes with Android Wear and uh, with Wear OS and and this Galaxy Watch. There's only one company that gets that tilt awake right. You know which one it is? Apple. Apple. I god. <laughs> see, I these these are the stupid things that I hate to say, but it's just it just is the thing. I have to give them props for getting the stupid things right, which are the reasons why people either love a product or hate it. I hate like this morning I was cycling, I was training, and I kept trying to see how much my calorie burn was because I always set like a goal of burning more calories than the amount of time that I'm training. Dude, I kept doing this on the watch and I kept getting notifications and it just yanked me out of the app. And so I got, I'm like, really? Like, Really, like is it,
1: that's common sense, man. I feel like we could we could end the podcast right now, and that would be a great place to to, to do it. But we do have one more big topic to talk about. Um, speaking of Apple, as we oh, have we get to skip right over. You it. want to who skip over? Who cares about the iPhones? <laughs> well, let's hope that you know, the 10s, Max,
2: Plus. Who cares about the names? Uh, it's going to be out seven hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars, a oh thousand dollars,
3: um, something like that. But, maybe- the mag- the Maxi pad? Oh, God the MaxiPad.
1: Well that's the thing that I wanted to say is like no, that's, a, that's a different thing that's 12.9 inches Oh God okay we have uh, hopefully Apple will continue that momentum and get Jaime still saying I hate that Apple did it right with the watch but we're gonna see how they do with the phones and um, I okay uh, plug for 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 my video on pocket now about uh, the rumors um about the iphone so okay so clearly jaime covers all of those uh stories on the daily so it's not like i'm trying to jack the daily or anything like that i'm just non going contrary. to contrary be... it
3: was a great compilation man
1: oh thank you so i'm just i just, just want to be able to recap the leaks and the rumors that have come out maybe yeah. like a week before so i am going to do one on the pixel 3 as well um looking but, forward to it but this is the thing uh I'm not the kind of person who likes leaks and rumors. Like I, I tweeted out about, I tweeted out the video and said, "Hey everyone, it's a new world." I'm talking about leaks and rumors, and we've we've mentioned them a few times. Fisher like responded, said, "I can't, I can't fave this. I can't, I can't hit heart on this tweet because I hate leaks." <laughs> and I'm like, I agree with you, but you know what? Like I wanted to have a constant show on Pocket now, and this is going to be what it is. Like I'm embracing it. I'm embracing it. I'm-
3: and 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 here's the thing. I mean, if you think about it, this is the way Apple retains the spotlight. For the rest of the year, it's yeah. called leaks and rumors. The iPhone XS is going to launch, and there's a fire truck coming. Sorry about that. Uh, the iPhone XS is going to come <laughs> out. It's New York. <laughs> and, oh no! And, and just Jules and, put and, up that
1: photo he made of me. Oh,
3: <laughs> and, and, guess, and guess what's going to happen the moment the iPhone whatever launches? We're going to start hearing rumors of the next iPhone. Yeah, exactly. And there, that's this is the way the industry worked. It's hilarious, but the best-selling iPhone for Apple for the longest time was the iPhone four. And it was because it was the most heavily leaked. And I think that Cupertino realized that leaks aren't necessarily bad.
1: Yeah. Well, that event is coming up on the 12th. Okay. So that's yeah. Tuesday. That's in
0: five days. I can't believe that. Yeah. i I'm And so um,
1: unfortunately, for whatever we might have planned, I'm, I'm not going to be there. I'm actually... Uh, yeah. I did not know that the 12th was going to be the day for it. So I'm actually off to a family vacation that has been planned for months. Yeah. This is the thing. Nice. Like Like, just, just a small behind-the-curtain rant that I've always had in this industry, no matter who I've worked with... Um, I always hate that the invitations for things happen oh. right, right after the uh, the price for flights go up. It, it yes. always it's like they know this. It's like they know yeah. to do that, and then uh, you know. Whereas I could have bought a ticket to New York for one ninety nine. Now it's like four hundred dollars because no, that... <laughs> it, it
3: it pisses me off. It pisses me off because yeah. uh, usually it's just ten days at most. Flight. Uh, it's not just the ticket prices, but also. Um, like, we have other plans. Like, I don't know how, yeah. you know, you know single YouTubers do it because... Uh, and it's one of the main reasons why I'm just so happy, you know, Josh, that you've joined and, and that we continue working on adding more people to the team because it's very difficult for just one person to cover all mobile technology and everybody wants to steal the spotlight from the others. So I just recently got an invite uh, that I can't talk about yet. Uh, but that invite is happening pretty much at the same time that I had already committed for something else. And so what do you do? Like those plane tickets are already bought and stuff like that. And so what do you do? You have to pick. And I had already picked. And so, you know, I, 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 and, and they were like, oh, it's so I wish you could make it. And I'm like, I wish I could make it too, guys. I mean, you guys should talk to each other. Yeah. It's like day three of FIFA. You know this, Josh, where every company wants to make their event on the same effing day. <laughs> and then all of them want to make their parties at the same time yeah. in very separate venues. And Berlin is huge. And it's like, God, companies, just come together. Stop trying to compete with yourselves because... That launch time, yes, it, it's relevant, but
1: come on. Yeah, help us out here for for, for just a help minute. Help us out,
3: like like yeah. we really want to do our jobs and cover you guys. But if you guys all pick the same time, it's like really or or, <laughs> or 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 pick like so you know in in these cases like for an Apple event, I'm sure there are no plane tickets anymore.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's it's getting pretty tough. Um, there have been occasions where, and I think it was for the original Pixel, uh, where a company actually changes a date of their announcement because of another company's announcement. I think the original Pixel announcement was going in, to be in September a few years ago. Yeah. But then the Apple announcement was was um, going to be in September too. So they pushed it back to October and then that kind of stuck. Now we see the Pixels in October usually. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, okay, so uh, back to our story. Um, there's really one, like we've, we've looked at all the leaks. We looked at all the rumors already. Um, personally, I don't really care. Like I, I would prefer to be more surprised at the event or during the live stream, but I'm okay with looking at them now because they, they are interesting. So, you know, I'm 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 not that salty about it. But what I am salty oh, Don't don't look too hard otherwise you'll get sucked in. Yeah. and you'll never be able to get back. But you know what I am salty about is um why 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 Max? Why I it's just just I've never liked the word Max as part of a phone name. Ever. I don't think that's going to be the name. You don't think so? Oh, you don't you don't enjoy the HTC One Max? <laughs> no. Boy, it, wasn't hard. it didn't ZTE make like the Grand X Max Plus or something like that? grand
3: x max plus
2: i'm trying
1: to remember i'm pretty sure that was the phone like like three that was the name that
2: was the name for it yeah Yeah. z t e grand x max plus he's looking
3: it up right now
1: but max why is it max plus was fine yep (laughs) and it wasn't
0: even plus it was the
1: plus symbol yeah plus
2: symbol Uh,
0: so the word max and of course max is short for maximum which (laughs) iphone iphone 10 maximum just doesn't like what, Mac, what what is maximum about it? I don't. Yeah. know. I don't think it's gonna be max. I mean, I I, I go so I max. go more for the rumors
3: of iPhone 10s, iPhone 10s or iPhone 10, iPhone 10s, and the iPhone for the other one. I mean, they already did it with the iPad where they removed all monikers. They did it with the MacBook. It just called yeah. it MacBook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, I feel that the it's you know names just get really stupid and people just uh, lose the whole concept. So it's just you know.
1: Well, how about this? How about this other leak here that may or may not be true? And you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say on the record here, I don't think it's true, because I've been to China in the weeks leading up to an iPhone release, there are always mockups. And there are always like, plastic dummy phones that look like this. So, yeah.
2: I should say the storytelling on this one is a little off because this is the single camera, the 6.1 inch uh, version of uh, the iPhone that's coming out this year. It's going to be the most affordable. And many analysts, including Ming Chi Kuo, have uh, said that it will come in multiple colors. So, I wouldn't be shocked that this $700 iPhone, as opposed to the 900, 1000, would be getting multiple colors. We're seeing uh, seeing a couple of those right now with the. uh, what are they?
1: Burgundy and uh, blue. I like it's, that uh, blue, blue personally. That's a case I would get for nice. a black yeah. or white phone. I just also like,
2: Apple. You're too late. You're two months too late
3: to freaking Independence Day. So
2: red, white, blue.
1: <laughs>
3: God, <laughs> I had to- totally not noticed that. I just <laughs> I, I, I wonder what these people at Apple like. The pricing people are like, you know, uh, we're making a phone that's more affordable. Like, really, like. Three hundred dollars less—that's
1: nothing, like. But anyways, I think that if okay, if uh, the one thing that's gonna pull me out of it because, like, well, I've only really watched one or two Apple announcements for new iPhones and whatnot, and I'll always remember one of my most retweeted and liked tweets was that comment that the Apple Watch the Series One that was like seventeen thousand dollars. I was like, that gets you three units in university. Like, this is ridiculous. God. You know, th- th- you, this, watch co- a this watch this watch costs more than an education at this point. And I remember saying that and then it got retweeted a bunch and it was one of the most viral things I've ever said on Twitter. But um, the uh, for this announcement, if the word Max does come out, I'm out. Like, I, g- I cannot stand that. <laughs> but as far as these phones go, like, my question here is why would a phone that is potentially going to be called the iPhone 10 have only one camera? Isn't two cameras, like, the standard?
3: Yeah, but you have to remember well, that the mo- more affordable one is going to mimic the iPhone 8, for
1: example. Yeah. Like, the smaller... That's the whole yeah. purpose of it. so um, they can't all be called iPhone 10 then is what I'm thinking.
2: yeah there's gonna be iPhone so the rumor has been iPhone 2018 would be the base model mm-hmm. and then the two others will be iPhone 10s gotcha. or as I'd like to call them if you like if you end up cutting yourself with one of them and you you, you hope that you don't get any infection, the iPhone tetanus
0: <laughs> what Hey that's that's interesting one of our okay.
1: uh, that was a good that was a good shot. Jules, um, the, uh, j- uh, one of our live chat commenters know. said the iPhone Air, and you know what? At this point, why not? Mm. Why the hell not? <laughs> <Why> not? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, I am all, mm. uh, as far as my plug goes for my video. I am going to do my follow up pretty soon, um, just sort of recounting what you users wanted out of the iPhone, uh, your wish list, I should say. Um, so we're having direct conversations with you guys. That's that's the one thing I wanted to get in on because Jaime does a great job on the daily recap, um, but. Let's see here. Um. <laughs> just, sorry, keep going. I'll tell you later. Yeah, exactly. I just got really excited. Um, okay I got something that's really exciting, that's why. Just
3: say it. Say oh, no, it. No, no. Say I'll it. tell you later. I'll tell no, you don't later. Don't say it. Say Save later. it for later. later. I can't, I can't say later. it. I can't, say, can't say, say it. You can't
1: say it. It's illegal. All right, you can't. Say. Well, we're gonna we're we're going to end this with uh, one fun story, even though we've had way too much fun on this podcast already. Yeah, you were talking about university credits, huh? Yes. Speaking of university, apparently over in uh, university campuses. Uh, there's a bit. We came. Who wrote this? This is you, Jules. It's a the it's, first line. This is me.
2: This is another one of those stu- another one in a series of stupid surveys. That <laughs> That's exactly out. what he said. That's, That's like, the
1: first five words. We came across a stupid survey, <laughs> or we come across a stupid survey. But in any case, in this in this case, um, you know, for for academics, apparently Galaxy users are the most likely to have a first class honors degree with 28 percent of them reporting positive. And this is in the UK,
2: by the way. So oh, yeah. that means, you know, that's why yeah, right. the word university is like used so much. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But apparently for uh, what was the metric for iPhone users for Apple users again? I'm trying to find it again.
2: Yeah, there there are many. Uh, so Apple, obviously the largest uh, contingent in uh, university. This is a survey of two oh, thousand postgrad yeah. students uh, with uh, you know something like in the past five years or something like that. Uh, Huawei owners were uh, second most likely to go out and party, drinking two point three yep, nights a week <laughs> on average. Samsung <laughs> owners were the mo- um, the third most at two times a week, and then iPhone owners at two and a half times the week. They take the crown
1: for. Uh, party freaks so um, yeah there's that you know what i buck every one of these trends because back in college i i, I did a I, I want to say i did an equal amount of partying and studying uh which is to say not much and uh well, it was partying <laughs> but for I, you was, well, you I was because i was a blackberry a user is what i meant to say okay <laughs> poor guy <laughs> We're game. Maybe that's why I didn't get invited to many parties. <laughs> well, you to no, say, "Jules."
3: Where I'm from, being having a BlackBerry was a fashion statement. Well, there you dude. go. Like you mm.
1: really wanted to, you really wanted to carry that thing. Well, partying for me was like house parties. I didn't really like. I don't like clubbing personally, and house parties were always my favorite thing. And you I'm, know what? I'm if and you know what? If you ask me what like a good time is, it always will involve eating. Like that's just that's just how I am. And you guys on know, Pearl this for man. time
3: served when it comes to clubs, man. <laughs>
1: God,
3: I don't
0: want to
1: see him anymore. Brandon, what phone were you using in uh, uh, in college or in university, as this article states it?
0: Um, I was using a bunch of obscure <laughs> Windows mobile phones that I was reviewing at the time. Um, so nothing really that interesting. Like. I was using some, what's that brand? Um, iMate. I was using some oh, iMate phones. Oh, but that, but
3: that was HTC, I dude. Know. Are you kidding me? That was great.
0: Yeah, so mostly HTC
3: phones that
0: okay. no one really remembers.
3: The iMate, the q You guys really want to ask me this question. What was I yeah, using? Yeah, I was going Q-Tech. to. Yeah, I was going to say. What, what, what was I you? using in college? Oh, my God. Ninth, so bear in mind the year, 1998. Nokia 250 amps. Okay. What? Look for it. Nokia two fifty amps. Ugh. It was a. It was a shoot amps me mean, meaning analog. It was an analog phone. Uh, you'll probably oh, the amps network. Okay. You'll you'll probably find the two fifty two. Like I've googled the two fifty and you you don't really find it anymore. But the two fifty two was pretty much almost the same phone. Uh, that was my first cell phone. Wow. Hold on. This, this was a 1994 release, apparently.
2: Okay, here we go. No. Ready for this? Yeah. No, that wasn't it. So, the, so there's another one. There's
3: another one. So this one actually wow. had a flip. So that was like the, the man, first generation, what? and then they came up with another one. So look for the Nokia right, 252. Because it, it, uh,
1: it's not just the flip that you need. You need to be able to pull the antenna out. <laughs> of course, my friend. <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah.
3: and, and bear in mind, you want to laugh? If you wanted the phone to vibrate, there was a special battery that you bought that oh had my. that had a vibrating motor for you <laughs> to put crazy. it on that was insane I don't know that you, sounds like but a terrible idea yeah and so that that's the Nokia 252 so that was the second phone that I had but both of them looked looked a lot alike
2: look at that box look at that crazy dude but crazy it was box. gorgeous it was gorgeous <laughs> i had
3: it in silver it was the best uh and so the funny part is that well aside from the vibrating thing and all it's just Back then, you would get charged if you received phone calls, and so and there was no caller ID, and so you would still pick up the phone, and you know that that was going to cost you a couple of bucks, but you (laughs) answered just because you were cool. Hey,
1: (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And to round us out, Jules, who probably was in the best position in college when it comes to using uh, some sort of phone, what was your phone in college?
3: Lucky dude.
1: My phone was the HTC 1M7 for most of the oh, time there. And nice. The, uh,
2: that was the 1M8, nice which phone. I was loaned from PocketNav, the Harman Kardon edition. Nice. Uh, which nice. was the thick, badass, you know, audiophile phone. And I guess that kind of fit with me because I ended up going into college radio and that was pretty much the best year of my life, basically. Well, look where that got a- you. you. are w- You are
1: producer extraordinaire. W, right w- E R S 88 9. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, on that note, thank you so much for tuning in this week to a really fun Pocket Now Weekly. It's great to have Jaime back and everyone in the panel. Uh, Remember, the weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show, so make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections down below if you're watching the live or by emailing us at uh, at podcast at pocketnow.com. You can also tag the cast on Twitter with the hashtag PNWeekly. As for our personal handles, Jaime Rivera is found at Jaime underscore Rivera. Remember that underscore. Brandon Miniman is at Brandon Mini Man, And Jules is found at Point Jules. I am, of course, your host, Joshua Vergara. And I am found at JV Tech Tea because I love tech and I love drinking tea. Now is at Now on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and YouTube in English and Espanol where you can find more news on the Now Daily and Pocketnow Adario every weekday. We're also on Pocketnow.com for all of your mobile tech needs. We would love some reviews and ratings through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast or wherever you happen to be streaming us. And by the way, Brandon and I have been having a lot of discussions around the podcast. Um, We're also on Spotify, (laughs) I learned. (laughs) So um, you can also leave some ratings and some uh, reviews there as well. Uh, But no matter where you may be streaming us, uh, make your voices heard, because without those ratings and reviews, we wouldn't be able to continue making this show for your eyes and ears for now 321 weeks straight. With that, we will call it on this edition of The Weekly. Take care, and we'll talk tech again next week. One selfish plug that I want to make is a happy birthday to my girlfriend, Isa Rodriguez. Happy birthday, babe.